From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Do you have a favorite story? Did you enjoy storytelling when you were growing up? Or when you were a parent or a teacher telling stories to kids? How often have you wanted to find or even have found a reason to tell a story to someone who is an adult, who is no longer a kid? I had a lot of favorite stories when I was growing up, and I could spend an hour probably listing them off. But one of my favorites was the Magic Treehouse series. The uh, common line from those series are the treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster, then everything was still, absolutely still. Whenever we were reading those books aloud, I always wanted to say those lines. Now, the Bible is one long story with a bunch of short stories contained in it. Many of us grew up in a church setting, uh, or many of us who grew up in a church setting almost memorized the story of Noah's Ark because we heard it so often. Uh, There was a day, maybe you remember it, Braxton. Uh, There was a day where Braxton and I were counting the number of Noah's Arks downstairs in the nursery. I think I remember counting more than 10 depictions of Noah's Ark downstairs in the nursery. There are also stories like the one that we read from Elijah's story today. In the movie Nativity Story, the story by the of the story of Elijah in that movie is being told to small children gathered around the storyteller. And the children are participating in the story as if they have heard it a number of times. We can also remember other stories that have been told in the pages of the Bible, such as Peter telling his story of Jesus in Acts chapter 11. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of the uncircumcised and you ate with them. Now starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and he went on for about 20 verses telling telling them the story of how uh, God had appeared to him in a dream and told him, "What what God has made clean, 
you must not make unclean. Now each story is used for the benefit of the reader, someone who is also in the text, and many times both of those, both the reader and also someone who is in the text. Peter tells a story to benefit those in his time, and then Luke tells the story of Peter telling the story to benefit us today. We each have our own stories to tell as well. I am reminded of the hymn, I Love to Tell the Story. Many of you may know that hymn. We should all love to tell the story of Jesus as the disciples did and as all those who have shared the story before us have. That is why we have the faith that we have to share with us that we have today. Now there is another story told in the 2006 film, The Pursuit of Happiness, The story goes as follows. A shipwrecked man prays to God to save him. A boat approaches, but the man tells the boat to go away because God will save him. The boat leaves, and the second boat arrives, and the man tells the boat to go away because, again, God will save him. The man ends up dying of exposure And when he gets to heaven, he complains to God for not saving him when he prayed. God tells the man that he sent two boats to save him, but that the man sent them away. The point here is this. We must remain open to God's communication vehicles rather than our perceived expectations. Sometimes God acts with a booming voice and action. Sometimes God acts through sending other people. God can act in a variety of ways. Sometimes God acts through fire or wind, but sometimes God acts, as in the story of Elijah, through sheer silence. Now let us lean into the story of Elijah and the thoughts that he was experiencing. To fully understand Elijah's thoughts in the story that we read today, we need to understand what was happening in the previous chapter. Now, 1 Kings chapter 16 tells us that King Ahab had cemented an alliance with his Phoenician neighbors by marrying Jezebel, who was the daughter of the king of the Selodians. And King Ahab promoted the worship of their god Baal along with the worship of Yahweh, the God of the Israelites in the kingdom of Israel. It became acceptable to worship Baal and God alongside each other. Now in chapters 17 through 18, Elijah appears suddenly on the scene to set up an overwhelmingly impressive demonstration of Yahweh's authority over Baal, culminating in the slaughter of all the prophets of Baal. This didn't make some people very happy. And the story in chapter 19 begins with, uh, with, begins with Jezebel, King Ahab's wife, swearing to get revenge on Elijah, who then flees for his life, going first to the southern kingdom of Judah, and then into the wilderness where he despairingly asks God to just let him die. A lot to deal with. Now God's response to Elijah to Elijah's request, is not one that we might expect. 
such as God may have given his servant Job, ridiculing him for questioning and trying to prove his innocence when it would not compare to God's greatness. But instead of this kind of answer, God's answer is to send angels to feed Elijah. There is no command to stop feeling sorry for himself and to get over it. God's action is compassionate, understanding, and caring. Most importantly, the stories that we read about, such as Elijah's, tell us that God is so. God is compassionate, God is understanding, and God is caring. This is why we should tell our own stories as those have done before us. Stories can restore our faith in God as the stories that we have been told restore our faith in God. Now second, we can take a look at the story told in Psalm 42. The psalmist asks, Why are you cast down, O my soul? He writes of an insatiable need as he talks about thirst for God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. He then realizes that despite his thirst, he knows that God is still with him. He remembers going out with the crowd to praise God, and he notes hope in God. For I shall again praise God, my help and my God. This could have been Elijah's psalm as well. He was downcast, but the Lord met him there, and instead of criticizing him, God fed him. God gave him reason to hope in the Lord to make it through the challenge that he was facing. As we come to God in our brokenness, it is important to remember who we are praying to. We are praying to a God that has been there for us in the past. We are praying to a God who is creator and savior, who both hears us and loves us, who cares for us, who is capable and unchangeable. Knowing these things about God helps us to thirst for God and also to have hope in God. It is crucial to realize that if we have thirst for God, we, we are wanting a relationship with God, but that we cannot have a close relationship with God, as our book Pray reminded us this week, without experiencing or we cannot have a close relationship with God, we cannot experience His power, wisdom, peace, and joy if we are not going to God. We cannot have a close relationship with God and experience God's wisdom, power, peace, and joy without first going to God. And we go to God in prayer. Our hope is found in our going to God in prayer. Our thirst is quenched by knowing who God is and by experiencing the power, wisdom, peace, and joy that is God's because we have called on God in prayer. Remember how Jesus told the disciples and how we read last week, all that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. In other words, we can share what the Lord gave to Jesus. What is God's becomes ours. 
Even when we find ourselves cast down, thirsting for God, we know that when we call on God in prayer, we can participate in everything that God has. When we call on God in prayer, we can participate in everything that God has. In the Magic Treehouse series, it is when everything is still that the story really starts. Jack and Annie look out of the treehouse and notice wherever they are. Also, while Elijah was in the wilderness, the sheer silence is when he heard God. The world may be looking for some big declaration from God when God speaks so that all the world hears and notices. But though God may speak in this way sometimes, this is probably not the way that God most often speaks. If you have been listening for something bold and direct, you may have missed God speaking to you many times. Sometimes it is when I let myself be silent that I can hear God best. Whether I am just taking a moment to sit and not focus on anything in particular, or if I have been praying and I choose to allow a few moments of silence, these are the times that I can be most reflective, when there's not so many distractions going on everywhere I look. There are times when I can step back and see things from a different perspective, when I am not blinded by the multitude of things to do that are always before me and are always before each one of us. Know that God's voice may be in the silence, but even more than that, Know that God's voice may be in that which you least expect. Perhaps in the book that you read, in what your friend told you, etc. And when help comes your way, take it. It may be God who sent that help. There are a few of us who like to do everything on our own. We like to keep things to ourselves. If we are struggling, we try not to show it. We keep it between ourselves and God. And sometimes it can cause us to be downtrodden. We wonder why God is not giving us what we deserve. When we keep things to ourselves like this, we can often be blind to the people around us who care and want to help. Perhaps God sent that person asking if you are okay and someone who you need to talk to. Perhaps sometimes we need to allow ourselves to open up to others and not just to God. It does not mean that we need to tell everyone our whole life story, but there are usually one or two people that God places in our path with whom it will be helpful to share our struggles. Do not end up like the man who dies of a parched soul because he sent away help that he believed was not God's help. Challenge yourself to listen for God in a way that you might not be expecting. Listen for God in a way that you might not be expecting. That is, know that God speaks in quieter ways sometimes. Sometimes. 
Do not refuse something good simply because you cannot be sure that it is from God. And next, remember to tell your story so that yours may help another, as those before you have told their stories to help you. We will continue to be frustrated with things that will sometimes cause us to be downtrodden. And we realize that frustration is never completely going away just because we have God on our side. Now, Elijah did not have to give up his frustration, but God will not let him give into that frustration. That is a difference. We do not need to give it up, but we cannot give into our frustration, our fears, our worries. This is your next challenge today as well. Do not give in to your frustration. Do not let your frustrations either prevent you from coming to God or from coming to God with the wrong attitude. Elijah wanted to die, but God showed him that he just needed food. Our attitude is to be one of hope. But even when we cannot have that hope, We still come to God because God will be there to feed us, to care for us, and to point us to wherever we need to go. God will never let us go. God loves us too much. May all honor and glory be to God. Thanks be to God. And amen. Our middle hymn today is Spirit of the Living God, found in our green books, number 492. Let us sing together.
Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.